0: Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, here with a chili dog, Stevie Bird, Jimmy in the other room, along with Paulette. So, uh, it's January, might be getting a little more snow, but hope not. Uh, not much going on other than that, had a nice, uh, covered fat bike race over the weekend so, that was kind of fun. This week's guest, Jared, I met in Belize just about a year ago. He's the man responsible for episode 100 when Kyle Peter interviewed me. In about uh, 2 a.m., sitting in the bar after the race, he came up with a suggestion for that. Um, Jared, was it? World Championships And i had been threatening to have him on For over a year So it was time to finally go for it So That's all we have for this week Um, 198 days to Adventure Race World Championship In Wyoming So I hope you all have your training shoes on And we might have some Information about the race next week Come back and find out. That's it. Go fast, take chances, and thanks for listening. Bye, Randy. Now it's working. Hey, so, it, um, I actually I had Chrome up instead of Skype, and it wasn't recording. So we're good now.
1: Fantastic. So happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you. So, what kind of coffee are you having?
1: Oh, uh, just. Just one that I've just made up at home. Yeah. Yeah, nothing it's, special.
0: Not a not a double triple shot of espresso latte with extra hug. No, no, no.
1: Just yeah. to pick me up. Yeah. Why, what have you been doing? You been busy all day already? Um actually pretty quiet. Um yeah, I took my my little boy Harry for his first swim in the ocean this morning it's quite it's quite warm here so mm-hmm. it's about 30 degrees today and um yeah just relaxing really
2: yeah.
0: what did he think of swimming in the ocean
1: uh well there wasn't much swimming involved it was more <laughs> splashing and playing but yeah. uh no no tears so that's 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 a plus um yeah, yeah no he he loves the water he's He's really really enjoying it
0: have you had him out kayaking much yet
1: uh not not kayaking
2: um,
1: I've got to get got to get that past the the wife first, <laughs> but um yeah he's we're allowed we're allowed to go out swimming once a week, so um, yeah, fingers crossed as soon as he can sit upright and hold hold his own sort of sitting position, I think he'll be he'll be ready to go in the boat. So yeah, looking forward to that day.
0: Yeah. So when he gets a little older are you, are you gonna take him on the all those adventures that Nathan took his kids on and then wonder afterwards whether you really should have. Uh
1: well <laughs> Yeah 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 no I definitely um you know follow Nathan and and a few other adventure racing you know competitors online and yeah see what they do with their their kids and um yeah you know i'll definitely be heading out on on a few adventures that's for sure should yeah yeah, looking forward to those days
0: so um
1: well how old is harry uh five months old so yeah Yeah. well
0: geez five months of course he's should be swimming in the ocean already (laughs)
2: yeah 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 yeah. Yeah.
0: so what have you been doing in the last month and a half since xpd
1: um yeah since xpd basically um i've i've sort of had a bit of bit of time off um you know personally training myself um Mm -hmm. and yeah just you know getting ready for for Christmas and New Year's, and um, planning some some ocean paddling events um, for for this summer, and yeah, looking after the family and um, and Emma at home, mm-hmm. and yeah, basically unpacking the kayaks from XBD <laughs> as well, yeah. and yeah, just generally having a rest. You know, I tend to try and take it quite easy. A month or two after doing a, a big expedition length race
0: yeah well you know kyle peter calls this fat season so it's time for everybody yeah. to take a little break yeah
2: um, yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I'd, you know but i've been getting out and moving each day you yeah. know um you know whether that be walking or you know going for an easy mountain bike and um but no structure to the training yet
0: no
2: yeah
0: so when will you you know start start having a little structure and start getting ready for the next season. I don't want to say next year because you guys are, you know, with the seasons and everything, but we'll say so the next season.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I agreed, um, with, with Emma my wife that, mm. that I'd have some time off until the ninth of Jan. So mm. yeah, over, um, this Christmas new year period, I haven't even really done any work either so i'm not doing anything until the night um but it, you know it all kicks off um all kicks off on the 9th jan for for training and and work yeah
0: yeah so some usually we get into what's going to happen next year but since we're there what's what is your plans race plans for this coming season
1: yeah um still not a hundred percent decided um you know whether i'll stick to doing expedition um adventure racing Mm. or whether i'll you know just concentrate on doing some individual more multi-sport style events um yeah so i've still still got some options there Mm. um or whether i'd down and try and do both which 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 is in you know is going to limit it limit results um still waiting for the dates for the china um adventure racing events to be launched mm. um and that that might sort of change my mind but uh Terra they've got a they've got the asia um Xterra Asia Pacific Xterra tour, um, mm. where they've released the dates for that already, and that looks quite exciting. Um, so yeah, might might be tempted to to do that 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 tour. Um, I've always wanted to do the Xterra Xterra tour, and mm-hmm. it seems like it could be could be a good year to do that. Or yeah, it might. Go around again and and do you know two main expedition style adventure racing events and try and you know work up on the um, world ranking, the AR world mm-hmm. ranking for for peak adventure team.
0: So, yeah. so you got some options. What do you have a favorite between them? Like you know an expedition racing or like an Xterra where it's just you and you don't have to. You know, rely on teammates. Just get an idea what you can do.
1: Yeah, well, like overall, definitely, I'd I'd say that the highs that you get doing an expedition length race um, with a team when things are going well, and um, you know, just the locations that the course takes you to, and and also the type of training that you can do, um, for, for that event, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the more adventure mission style training, um, you know, I, I definitely, it's a lot more enjoyable. Um, but at the same time, it can also be a lot more, um, miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, if you have a, have a bad race um and also finances as well it can can be yeah there's a there's a lot more to it than just you know putting your mountain bike in a in a bike box with a pair of trail running shoes and um you know a wetsuit or a kite paddle and going off and doing a multi-sport race where you know you're just sort of following the tape or following the marked course um it's definitely a lot more simple Mm -hmm. um yeah easy to get your head around so yeah yeah i'm um, sure
0: yeah it's sometimes it's nice yeah just like you say just follow the tape and just go as hard as you can right
1: yeah 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 no definitely yeah so Mm. um yeah i'm still on the fence i'm not quite sure um yeah
0: Well, it certainly is nice to have options.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And um you know, doing doing an expedition length event it it definitely, you know, affects your speed and and um you know, that 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 training mm-hmm. intensity that you need to to have um, you know, for more of a multi sport or like an exterra style race um mm. that's you know under four hours um so yeah I, i'd really like to go over and do the the is it the the arn extreme in sweden the, the swedish multi-sport championship mm. event um yeah. you know i've been wanting to do that for the last three or four years but uh yeah you know if you were to do an expedition length event at the start of the year then you know you have to recover for a month or two after that um yeah you can only do so much in one year so um yeah yeah
0: Yeah. you're i mean you're relatively young right i mean i don't how old are you
1: um how old am i Uh uh-huh well always i've been saying i've been 29 for quite a few years (laughs) now uh,
0: yeah i understand So,
1: yeah
0: So, well, but my, I guess my question is, do you feel like time is running out for like going really, really hard? In, like, oh, moment? definitely.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. I've, I've noticed over the last few years that, you know, um, well, I'm still, I've, I've actually been talking to a few older, um, athletes mm. about that recently and, you know, it's it's not necessarily that, you know, you can't go at that speed anymore. Um, but basically your ability to hurt for me, it's, you know, you're thinking about that, that hurt factor a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. it's just trying to get in that right mental space too. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. for, for those multi sport, um, events. Yeah, you just kind of got so, to get your
0: head into that, knowing that it's really going to hurt more than it used to.
1: Yeah, well, I think you're just more aware of that hurt. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the bucket that, you know, with your body can – you've only got so many of those events um, in you each year. And yeah. that's why, you know, I've I've definitely probably raced, you know, I love racing, you know um there's a few years there where I really didn't do that much training. I just raced literally every weekend um, and I love that. I yeah. really enjoyed it um, and but now, yeah, i'm noticing that you know you can't can't I can't do that anymore. I need to put blocks of training in to turn up to an event um, if I still want to you know perform at the level that I want to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. yeah, do you think that the that's is more of a mental or a physical thing now
1: you... uh yeah, well, for me, I think it's definitely more mental mm. um, than than a physical thing you yeah. know I know you know there's other athletes that are you know in their late forties that are still racing super competitive in competitively in the multi sport um, you know, section of, of, of the sport.
2: Yeah.
1: And, yeah, there's quite a few guys that are in their mid to late 30s that are really, you know, pushing it super hard. And I think that the experience is is really important um, mm-hmm. and it takes time to, to get your skills and your experience up as well. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm torn between whether I do an expedition-length race this year um, yeah, just because, you know, the ability to recover after the race and, and the training. Um, yeah, you, it takes a while. Where do you yeah, think? Yeah, take, it takes a while. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, for you specifically, and I think it in, may in maybe for most people in general, where do you think that sweet spot is? Because when you're young, you might be really strong and fast, but you're not as smart you know and as you get older you learn a little bit more but you slow down so do you think for you there was a there is or was or will be a sweet spot that it's just the right mix of uh youth and treachery
1: um i mean that's 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 a hard question to answer (laughs) i think definitely having a um you know if you're a young athlete starting out um and you know, if you've got some potential, definitely having like a mentor or a manager, mm-hmm. um, someone that can see things from from the outside or or, or slightly bigger picture, is would would definitely have a um, a huge influence over yeah. you know your training and your racing, um, and even some of the some of the athletes I coach and train here. You know I see them start start off doing you know a multi sport or adventure an adventure racing season and they just try and do you know either way too too much or they or they're almost the opposite they they don't push themselves enough mm-hmm. um, and yeah I think that, that that's a a um it's Quite, quite important to have, you know, some guidance with your training. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether or not you have to listen to that person all the time, um, but it's it's definitely going to help you help you out um, in the in the long run. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you train, you coach athletes. Do you have a coach?
1: Um, I, I. I, I I don't have a coach as such, mm-hmm. but I definitely go out and seek advice of yeah. different people, um, you know, and definitely train with quite a, quite a few different, different athletes from different sports that I yeah. sort of listen to and, and, you know, look up to, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. When you train with athletes for different sports, do you like to go with somebody that's better than you in that sport to really push you? Or would you like to be oh, a little yeah. bit, a little closer to them?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. You know, like I'm, I'm always training with, um, you know, very good kayakers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here here locally in Melbourne. Um, you know, in in K one, um, we do do some some sort of, you know, sessions. And particularly when I was young, when I was, you know, ten ten years ago, like all the time I'd be training with you know road cyclists or i'd be training with marathon kayakers or i'd you know try and find the 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 trail running experts to go training with um yes i was constantly jumping from you know an athlete an athlete an athletics squad session to you know riding with the road cyclists in the morning to kayaking with the marathon k1 guys in the afternoon and you know on the weekend i'd be training with the Ironman triathletes doing their brick sessions. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, um,
0: did, did you always do that? Did you find that early, you know, that it was good to go with, it was good to go get your ass handed to you and then see. Yeah, out those yeah,
1: people? yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 And I, I found it, I found it fun too. You know, it's always, mm-hmm. it's always better when you, when you're getting pushed in, in, in um you know in, in your training sessions that's for sure. Yeah. 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 So, so let's
0: what's what's your history? What was your original sport if there was one? Or did you just um, are you like all those Australians in, in Kiwis, you just were doing everything out of like Harry is?
1: <laughs> yeah, well I'm um, I mean originally I was from like an athletics background. Mm-hmm. So I made you know, I went over to to do a European tour for, like, under-16, um, sort of a, an athletic 800, 1500, 3K um, team, and we, mm-hmm. you know, did the World Cups and I think the Scottish Championships and stuff for, for athletics, and that was probably the worst thing for my athletics career because... I was, you know, I was like, well, the world's pretty amazing. It's quite a big place, and running around an athletics track is not that inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just I was lucky with school. Um, I actually went to went to uh, our school. Got into marathon kayaking, and we have a race called the Murray Marathon um, mm-hmm. in Melbourne, and um, where you puddle – 404 kilometres down um, the Murray River which is basically the border of Victoria and New South Wales it's quite yeah. a big river yeah and um yeah from there I got into sprint and, and marathon um, sort of K1 paddling and um from that I got into doing some multi-sport events like um the Winter Classic and um the jll here in, in melbourne and then yeah just enjoyed that and then decided to, to do an Ironman, man and um that was fun when i was about 18 and then yeah went over and um did some arrow 24-hour adventure racing events here
2: mm-hmm. in,
1: in in melbourne and new south wales and then went and did the Southern Traverse with um, Richard Anderson, who, who organised those arrow races in, in Dunedin in New Zealand and then, yeah, sort of stayed over there for a few months and did like the Coast to Coast and Mount Cook to Christchurch and the Gold Rush and, um, you know, all their sort of, well, back then, all their classic kind of multi-sport events. And, yeah, um, yeah from there, I just, you know, kept, kept doing the the multi-sport adventure racing events and then yeah here we, we were lucky with anaconda series that was started by um brendan Grahl and andrew Connolly and john jacoby and that was kind of cool for for four or five years they did like a, a quite a quite a technical multi-sport sort of swim kayak trail run mountain biking event in um, each state, and that was that was quite fun yeah. um, and yeah. That's, yeah. A,
0: that's a background what were the what was the for lack of a better term what was the vibe like back in those early days like the Southern Traverse and, and those early coast to coast I mean was, was I mean obviously it was a competitive but was it how was it compared to like today
1: Well, I mean, I, I probably missed that, that early, um, Southern Traverse, um, like coast to coast era. Um, I was sort of got, got in on the, on the back of it. I think I might have done the last Southern Traverse that was on the one in Dunedin. Um, not sure if they had another one after that. Might have had one more. Um, and yeah, I mean, I thought it was amazing. Like, um, you know, it was, it was like, oh, um, like the whole experience of the race was, you know, I I was, I was only like 19 or 20 then. And, um, I really had not much experience. So I was, you know, took everything in and, um, you know, got horrifically sunburnt and, um, you know, did all the classic rookie mistakes (laughs) Um, but I loved it. I really, really enjoyed the whole experience. And the coast to coast, it was, um, yeah. I, I would say that it was, I suppose, uh, there seemed it was a fantastic experience the first time I did it. You know, I'd never been on the course. Um, you know, went in sort of blind mm. and just really, really enjoyed the whole the whole experience. And I was lucky; it got over Arthur's Pass before they they shut the course down. I think it was two thousand and three, or maybe two thousand and four, where only I think the first sort of fifty or a hundred longest day competitors who went over Arthur's Pass got to to finish the course, and then they had to shut it down because there was so much rain.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, I was lucky. You know, I was running um, with Steve Gurney in that race, and. That was pretty amazing for me um,
2: yes.
1: and I think George Christensen won that event and um, yeah but talking to all the local guys, they were like a bit whingy, you know oh, it's not the same as what it used to be and, um, mm. and you know, now with with Kathmandu jumping on board with the Coast to Coast and um, Richard Usher taking over the event directing role um i know definitely in in melbourne and in australia there's definitely a lot more positive vibes going mm-hmm. for towards the coast and just the whole you know from more from an international competitor um to go and do the coast to coast event i think they're they're starting to listen to that to the international athletes and even some of the local athletes a little bit more um And putting in place some some um you know to make it easier for those people to compete and Mm, to to sort of take away that you know local advantage a little bit um so i'll be heading back over this year to 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 race and um you know i did the coast last year too and that was you know it was it's such a beautiful course it's such a you know, unique yeah. event that, yeah. that um yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. um it's just it's definitely got more of a vibe about it now than than when I did it back in two thousand and in and four I think, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean it's kinda of the, the de facto world championships of multi sport, isn't it? Could could we say if we wanted? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it. It. it yeah. Definitely. Well. It's sh- in my opinion. It probably. It. It should be. And. Yeah. Um. You know. Um, they just need to try and get some more international competitors over to 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 race the longest day and yeah. and make it sort of a bit more logistically easier for those people to 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 compete in mm-hmm. in the event. That's for sure. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. So when you were, you know, like the early days, you know, your first few races where you were being, you know, you were the new guy and, and learning from the, you know, from your teammates who are more experienced. Did you ever think that, you know, in a few years time, you would be the uh, the experienced guys and people would be learning from you?
1: Um. Well, yeah, you know, like my, my background sort of um, – you know, outdoor education and, um, you know, uh, sort of from, a, from a teaching, um, background and, you know, it wasn't long when I finished my, my degree in 2003, you know, I was casually doing some kite coaching, um, on the side just because I had friends that were like, oh, I want to get into paddling. I've, you know, I'd love to learn how to do that. And, um, you know, do you want to? You know, people were sort of asking us to take them out paddling, and you know, I and from from um, you know working for some for for some ski resorts, teaching downhill skiing, and um, you know other other outdoor industries. Um, I thought, oh well, I might as well you know start charging and start you know. Register a business name and start taking taking people out paddling, and um, you know, but more that more of that high end, um, you know, fitness um, event based kayaking, mm. not yeah. not just recreational sit on top yeah. stuff, and and um, yeah, and you know, a year later, I I quit teaching and um, was able to to race full time and to to you know just run run my business peak adventure here in melbourne and um so i think that that basically it, it enables us to to pass on that knowledge mm-hmm. um and i think that there's a lot of value in in that in that knowledge through experience with racing yeah. and um you know even over the last five years i, I think that the multi-sport, adventure racing, um, you know, even Xterra, you know, the obstacle course style events, they've all, you know, increased um, in participation and I think that they all will continue to increase Um, and it's probably even a more competitive market for those type of athletes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, you know, coaching and training in that area is is going to become you know well it is important it's just going to continue to be important that's for sure
0: yeah um is there anything that you don't do in the outdoors or you don't like or are not good at
1: oh <laughs> uh, well look I'm I'm not I'm not good at a lot of things depending <laughs> on who you talk who you talking to but um well, yeah, know, everyone's, of everyone's yeah. got him. Everyone's got improvements, you know. Um, you know, for me, from from a, a from an adventure racing um, perspective, mm-hmm. you know, like for if I was to do another expedition length event this year, like definitely the the, the navigation,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, in the past, um, you know, for me to be on top of my navigating, I need to be, you know, doing it at least one or two events a week or one event a week where i'm i've got a map in my hand and i'm i'm doing an event that's involving a map and a compass Mm -hmm. um and that's quite hard when you're trying to train for a multi-sport event where you know that's that's that juggling between both but you know um after our world champs effort this year we had a we had a good race but Mm -hmm. It, it wasn't a great race and that was just because of you know our and the na- the navigation wasn't quite there right. um and um yeah. Yeah. so so yeah you know
0: yeah. and and yeah I want to talk about worlds here in a little bit but um this is something that I like you know for people that like you that have really raced a lot it's it's two parts is there a race that was as close to perfect for you as it could be, you know, just a really, really super you know, worked out great. And is there one race that you would love to go back and redo?
1: Oh, um good question. Thank you. <laughs> um yeah yeah. Uh oh, well look I mean there's definitely been been some like definitely some multi-sport races where um you know where you finished and you know you've been racing for four hours and you cross the finish line and you know you're hardly sweating and you've had you've just had that perfect um you know you you you, your body's running well it's fit Mm -hmm. it's strong um you know and it pretty much feels like you've you know, you've just gotten up and walked down the street and got you know, got the milk from the shop. Um, but then, you know to but then other other events of um, you know, struggled to to get to the event on time and, you know, you're half packed and you're sort of trying to trying to fit everything into life. And, um, you you know, and it's, it's sometimes it shows up in, in the results as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, but as far as actual, actual specific races go, um, probably the one XPD, um, Townsville was a real, was a real shame for, for us. Um, 18 months ago, we were. Like ten hours in front, and we're coming into the last checkpoint, and we've been racing for like six days, and then we, we couldn't get the we we um totally had a meltdown, um and we actually didn't finish. We pulled out, mm-hmm. so that was probably one where I definitely learnt from my mistakes, um and you know I would have um would have tried to have finished that event um, and you know had some more rest rest actually on the course yeah Um, so yeah that was that's definitely one that stands out where I think you know um, I think if you asked everyone in our team um, they would have gone oh yeah we should have gone to the TA and had some rest and then you know got some more food and some more water and um you know walk back three kilometers to get the checkpoint and then ridden the fifty kilometers along a bike path to the finish yeah so um yeah that was that was definitely one of those um, events where if I had my time again i'd I'd definitely yep. um try and change the 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 outcome
0: yeah that that's your do over race
1: yeah yeah yeah. yeah.
0: So um well let's let's talk about this year's race. Um what was what was your goal coming into the race?
1: Um, well I mean look our goal was to um to obviously Well it was to finish. win. <laughs> well no it definitely <laughs> wasn't to win. No. I mean we we you know, we, we sort of sat down and talked about it as a team and, you know, we thought that, look, if we if we have a good race, we should finish in the top 20 and, um, you know, if we have a, a strong race, we'll probably get in the top 10 and, you know, if, if everything mm-hmm. goes great, um, you know, we could, you know, challenge for a top five finish. Um, yeah. That was sort of what we thought leading in. And, um, yeah, as it turned out, we you know we had we, we had a good race um nothing nothing major happened to us um and you know we ended up we ended up 14th and mm-hmm. yeah it was it was it, it was a good we thought it was a really good course um mm-hmm. design um and yeah, I noticed that you've had a podcast with Elizabeth and um, Bernadette Dorman, yeah. and I haven't listened to that podcast yet. So I haven't. I'm not quite sure if you've asked them the same questions. Kind of, <laughs> kind of, because
0: it's just it's, you know, like, you know, the joke, there was, you know, there's 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 40 teams that think they can be in the top 10. Um, oh, and it, I definitely
1: and there think was that. 40 teams that can be yeah, in the yeah, top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So.
2: Um, yeah
1: yeah and for for us it was it was ultimately like we 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 were gonna have like the the speed to yeah. to win the event yeah. but whether or not we could all navigate the whole course without making um you know without second guessing our navigation without making you know mistake um and yeah definitely you know, having a, having a four month year old baby and a, and a, um, and, and an anxious wife at home is, mm. is definitely not, not ideal preparation for, for an expedition length race. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah. so well, you, for, you are for me, deprived, you know, though. <laughs> pardon,
0: you are sleep deprived. So you got that training going for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, you see, Randy, I think that you need to sleep bank yeah. before you do an expedition length race, not so. Yeah. I, and that, and like I, I was really tired um, yeah. for, for 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 this XPD. After two days, I, I, you know, I was telling the team, you know, normally I'm like from Townsville, which was a longer race, was like six days. Um, you know, I was the I was the one in the team that was like, no, no, we sh- we shouldn't sleep now. It's, yeah. you know, we've we'll, we'll got to wait until it's dark. And when we get good, you know, we'll we've got beds at the at the mid camp. We'll push on. You know, we'll keep going. Yeah. And um, you know, even at God's own with adventure medical kits, um, you know, at the end of that race, you know, I was we got into transition on that last before that really long last bike ride. You know, I was saying to Kyle and Rob and Mary, you know, quick transition. We'll push on, and you know, we we've got to got to got to be quick. And um, you know, it it it's um, Shellhaven. I was the opposite. I was like, oh, I need to sleep. I can't <laughs> concentrate. I'm going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I can't look at the map. You know, yeah. we should stop and sleep and you know Sam and Elizabeth were like no no we need, we should we're not tired we can't sleep if we stop here and and um so I'd hand the map over and then we'd continue on and you know there's a few few times that that was the sort of that were the kind of times where we would slightly go off course or we would we'd run past a checkpoint or um you know and we'd lose yeah. sort of 10 or 15 minutes or 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 something along those lines through during the race, and you know that was that was hard because I was like, oh. you know, I you know I felt responsible there, but when you when you're sleep deprived like that, that there's only one way out of it, and that's to, to sort of you know get get sleep and have a mm. rest, basically.
0: Yeah, um, Lon Haldeman in U.S. once that you know held the record for the race across America for a bunch of years that said the only training for sleep deprivation is sleep. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah.
0: But, um, I'm not sure exactly what my question is here, but is it a little bit, I mean, how does it feel? Cause you had a good race, but like you said, not a great race, not any big mistakes. The I mean, are you sort of satisfied with that or? I mean- yeah. I
1: mean, you know, like for, I mean, for, for me that that's, um, you know, like my background's not navigation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm more, I've been, you know, when I was younger, you know, I was the, i oh, get Jared in the team. He'll carry the gear and, you know, sit on the front and, you know, tow and do all that sort of stuff. And, um you know more of that pack horse role um which you know it's kind of good to put your own team in and you know get uh, you know do the logistics side of of the team and um you know and actually navigate as well like if someone was to say i you know if you were the Lead navigator and you would have finished 14th at, at the AR Worlds. Um, you know, how would you go for your first time? Um, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would take that particularly with that, the field that they had at the, at the event. Yeah. Um, f- for sure, you know, um, and there, you know, there really wasn't that much in it. Um, they're on the pack raft. Um, you know, we were only an hour and a half behind um, the fourth place. Um, I think we were only an hour and a half behind. I'd mm-hmm. Better check that. I'm sure that that Rob Preston will let me know. Um, <laughs> but that yeah. you know, we missed the we missed the cut off by forty minutes. Yeah. Um, so in the morning when we got up and paddled off on our pack rafts we paddled for about 40 minutes and then we hit CP37 we oh. were like oh we were so close to you know getting yeah. through that mm-hmm. um, uh, and you know we had a huge rest there which was which we needed because you know both Bob and I were we were both pretty pretty knackered yeah um so yeah but that that that's racing you know, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. Yeah, it's that forty minutes. You know, is you know, day one. You know, you make a little ten minute mistake, and it can it just that can add up to forty minutes a couple of days later. It's it's. Yeah. No. Definitely. And everyone.
1: Everyone had. Everyone yeah. had mistakes like that. You know. Um. And you know. Um. Yeah, we saw several teams during the course that were you know going the wrong way or had thought they were looking for one checkpoint when they'd actually already passed that checkpoint mm-hmm. you know at the time you kind of got your race face on so you you know oh should you tell them shouldn't you tell them yeah. oh we'll keep going we'll just do our own thing and then you know two days or a day later they catch up to you <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, you found it, huh? They're, they're, yeah, you, you, yeah, you know, you, it, it kind of all evens out a little yeah. bit, and it's it's the yeah, you got to minimize your mistakes, so that's for sure.
0: Is that something that um, um, do you kind of enjoy that little cat and mouse maybe with teams when you're around a bunch of teams? You know, like you know, turning off headlights and, and you know.
1: Racing? Yeah, well, that, I, that's what I really enjoyed about the the Shell event. It was a it was a legit. It was sort of you know it was a legitimate race. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: yeah, it, it's kind of like doing the the staged um, like the Wulong Mountain West in China. You know where if you you know one team member cramps up a hill or something, or you got to stop and fill up your drink bottles, then Two teams go past you, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that was this similar to, to this event. Apart from, um, you know, maybe Seagate, who who kind of Seagate and Tech and um, Seagate and um, Adventure Medical Kits, who kind of they kind of got away a little bit, a little bit, um, but yeah. from from third to you know even probably twentieth, it was really you know changing quite a lot and it was, yeah, it was legitimate race the, the, the whole way through, um, which is yeah. exciting.
0: Um, Silly, somewhat silly question. What was the longest amount of time you guys didn't see another team? With so many teams, it was almost always seemed like you were, teams were around other teams. Were you ever out there yeah, by yourself?
1: I, yeah, I would say that probably um, after the After the portage, um, at the end of the pack raft to the kayak, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, cause the dark zone was there. Um, yeah, probably that section we did, we passed, I think it would have been tech noon there in the kayaks Mm -hmm. just after the portage. And then from there we paddled that whole paddle and then did the next bike, uh, and we didn't see a team for, for for yeah, for quite a while there. Um yeah. until we yeah. caught up to uh, maybe a French team. The guy had really bad feet and they were you know, they definitely were just they were hurting A eh, on the bike when we caught them. Um yeah. so that would have been, you know, I I'm not sure a few hours probably. Yeah. That's actually about quite three or four real. hours. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And of course the paddle down the Shoalhaven might have been the only time you would have liked had another team around, somebody to chat with.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we – because we had that big sleep, mm-hmm. um, like we got that section in the daylight and also with the running tide too. Oh, so it that, that section for us wasn't – and because we were kind of a paddling team too, yeah. um, that wasn't really that big of – big of an ordeal for us um -hmm. sort of seem to actually enjoy it to tell you the truth yeah
0: yeah well yeah it 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 all depends on your situation i think some people yeah you you can pick any 100 meters on that course and somebody liked it and somebody didn't like it right yeah
1: yeah exactly (laughs) exactly Yeah. yeah yeah so um, yeah, well, and Elizabeth and Elizabeth and Bob were paddling the big yellow tub, well, um, and me and Sam were in the CTR double. So that was quite. I think we definitely had the had the good choice of boat for 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 that long paddle. That's for sure.
0: Worked out for you, yeah. So um, let's we'll wrap this up here a little bit. But um, what is what is Peak Adventure? What is it that you do with? your company
1: yeah well i mean look we based in melbourne and um you know we do sort of operate a little bit like a um like a gym um but we would just do paddling mountain biking and trail running sessions um we mm-hmm. do over the summer seven sessions a week and um yeah, essentially they just group training sessions and uh work on, you know, improving people's fitness and skills in in you know, kayaking, ocean paddling, um or just paddling in general and mountain biking and, and trail running and uh yeah, we also do expeditions as well. Um do a biannual or um Paddle across Bass Strait, so where we would paddle from mainland Australia to, to Tasmania, mm-hmm. do a, do an island hop trip there, and you know other sort of you know expedition style um, trips. And uh, we also put on some some kayaking events as well, some ocean paddling and and um, flat water and river paddling events in here locally in Melbourne just to sort of, you know, help grow the sport and um, yeah.
0: Yeah, interesting. Next 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 time you do the trip to Tasmania, I should send Paulette down paddle with you. She'd like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She's She'd she's the paddler it, yeah. in the family.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an it's an amazing trip. Yeah. It's all it's a it's a great 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 spot to be paddling, that's for sure particularly when you've got a support boat carrying all your gear and, you know, nice cold cold beers and um, some some bottles of wine and some cheese and dip. So, yeah. you know, when you finish the paddle, you can be re- well-fed and, and hydrated for the next day, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, kind of – okay, even almost sort of sounds fun to me, but let's not get too carried away. Um,
1: Great, great photography there too, Randy. Yeah, now you're... Really good, really, yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing um, photos of the Kent group there with some of the cliffs. And, you know, if you get stuck on an island when the wind picks up, um, you know, the ocean's pretty, it's pretty wild, that's for sure. It can get pretty wild,
0: so... Mm. Yeah, so... um, Okay, I got a really... And I don't know why I haven't asked this... Of anybody else from Australia, but do you eat kangaroo ever?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can buy yeah, you can yeah. buy kangaroo fillets from most of our major um, supermarket yeah. supermarket chains, and mm-hmm. you know, like, well, I mean, I'm not, you know, I always I always say, oh, if I'd died, I'd be a a vegetarian that only eats lean meat (laughs) but um that kind of defeats the purpose yeah so um but no like in australia definitely you know kangaroo meats it's it's not huge hugely popular it's Mm -hmm. quite high in protein um but you know they're they're non-hooved animal um which you know in australia like from an environmental perspective like um, You know, it's um, it's, it's probably better to be consuming a a soft, a non-hooved, um, you know, animal. Well, if you're if you are eating meat, but yeah. um, you know, try and stay yeah, away from them.
0: Yeah. Well, I yeah. only ask because uh, you know, forty fifty the team I was with, they they of course had to try it, but. They like, talked to like three or four people at the supermarket and they're all like, no, we don't eat that. So it was just, it, yeah, it, was it curious. Can, it's
1: very not, if if it's cooked right, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite a good, good mate. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then I have one other kangaroo question. Do you even notice them when you're out? Um, Cause I, I, you know, I spend <sighs> 10 minutes with a French team that, you know, taking pictures and they're posing with them and then, the next team to, through was an Australian team. They didn't even notice
1: them. Yeah, well, I mean, it, like I went – I, I went. It's, it's sort of like me going, like, you got squirrels there. Yeah, or deer. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we have squirrels. Yeah, like yeah. if I went running and I saw a squirrel, like, yeah. I would stop and want to take a photo mm-hmm. of that. Yep. And I have done that when I've been in the – in the yeah. states before and like the people i'm running with are like what are you Man, doing it's a squirrel what are you doing like it's like yeah but it it's a squirrel that's why i'm doing this yeah you know? and it's the same with a kangaroo yeah you know like if you take a photo of the kang of the kangaroo like, well wow. and mm-hmm. and if you train like in the you know in a non like maybe if you're in melbourne and you do a lot of training you know you go to a cycle studio and you ride your bike indoors and you know you you run on an athletics track and you know you live in the cbd then maybe you might it might be a bit unique but
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know if you're living out of the city for an hour and you train you know in a rural environment you'll you see them all the time yeah, yeah. they're yeah. everywhere yeah yeah so It's still, it's still pretty cool, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm more think if I'm, if I'm, if I'm riding and I see them, I'm more thinking, oh, I better not.
0: Don't knock me over? This thing
1: better not, yeah, knock me over, (laughs) because I've had, I've, I've been knocked over twice by a kangaroo before riding a bike.
0: I've almost, almost taken out, no, or gotten taken out once by a deer and once by an elk, so. I, mean, I, yeah, I came yeah. around a downhill going pretty fast. And fortunately, I went right and the elk went left. So, yeah, I don't yeah. think it would have bothered yeah. her in, in the least. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: And and the thing is that the kangaroos, are they're, they're unpredictable. You know, mm-hmm. just when you think, oh, they'll do this, that they, yeah. they could, can, you know, react yeah. the opposite to what, what you're are, thinking. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we 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 have we have deer here too. We've yeah. got quite a lot of deer, in, so, um, you know, in 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 Victoria. Yeah,
0: so cool. All we right, quite
1: often see deer paddling. Okay, now I have one more.
0: It's even a sillier question than anything else. Since you brought up a bunch of the kayaks for the race, do you feel a little bad when everybody complains about the kayaks?
2: Uh well, I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean everybody gets
0: the same boats, but everybody complains
1: too yeah I think it's 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 a hard one because you know if if you want to grow the sport um, then you know people like teams that have have done very little paddling need to be able to um you know compete and compete safely um and you know in australia the the water temperature is not you know we don't really have any glacial fed rivers um to be paddling in um you know most of our paddling is is in the um in the ocean or you know the rivers that we do have the water's quite warm and like shell haven you know i think most people. Their feedback was, I was surprised at how warm the water was. Yeah. Um, and you know, the good thing with those sit-on tops is that people can remount them; they're not going to fill up with water. Um, you know, the ability for the organisers to hold the paddle leg when it, if it does get windy, um, you know, they can still do that, and it, it's it can be a lot safer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, there's side effects with, um, you know, the, the weight of the boat, um, you know, and, and also to have a fleet of, 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 um,
0: well, you can't have you know, 200 uh, nice kayaks sitting around here yeah, once a year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like I own 50 of them and. You know if if I um like I nearly got divorced over buying those (laughs) boats um and you know my parents like it was the you know from a financial perspective no one would do it yeah it's stupid you know Mm -hmm. but it enables people to 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 get into the sport you know we do um like adventure junkies um they organize a bunch of sprint races in Melbourne and they they use the kayaks and you know we get some amazing people that are you know one hundred and twenty kgs that are that are doing a, an adventure racing event for the first time and they can get on the boat and they can paddle you know yeah. one you know they can do the one kilometer kayak or two kilometer kayak and um, you know they get they can experience the the event and you know you, you never yeah. know like i've I've had clients that have that have done that and twelve months later they're, you know, eighty kilos and out paddling me. Um so. you know. So it's a it's a stepping stone and um, you know, I think that there are some new kayaks that are that are that are that are being made now by quite a big brand that's um that are doing doubles. So it'll be interesting to see what they're like and whether or not you know um, things will change yeah. But, yeah Well, I think things are they're only better they're only going to be getting better and better you know the designs um, you know the CTRs they've got a rudder on them they're a lot more enjoyable to paddle than the, than um, those Toy Boy yeah boats in my opinion but um, you know and I, I did hear a lot of people complaining about some of the some of the boats during the event but yeah. You know, a lot of people probably didn't set up their set up the boats right and didn't adjust the rudder right. Um, and,
2: yeah.
0: Well, yeah. and that's what I saw is is you know teams were experimenting the whole time to figure out the best combination and that you know what they figured it out and they just paddled.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone's on the same boat. Everyone had the yeah. you know two of the so. two of the same boats. So I don't think it. It had a had an influence at all on the, um, yeah. That that's just for for that race, you know. To have two hundred kayaks, that was pretty much the only mm. possible um, yeah. solution that that, that um, GS Entry could 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 do. Yeah, and I, yeah, thought, it I thought it was quite good. I thought yeah. the you know the paddling was quite fun, and um, you know the variety with the paddling as well. Um, you know, to have a, the same boats being used for ocean and you know flat water and lake and and river paddling, um, it's pretty good. Yeah, it worked
0: out, and it was very spectacular to see two hundred kayaks paddling at one time. So,
2: mm mm mm,
0: pretty sweet. All right, I'm gonna let you do whatever it is you do. I'm gonna do. I got a dog that wants to go banyo, so. um well, hopefully, maybe uh, we'll see you someplace this year. I don't know where. Yeah, when,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, we'll fingers hope- crossed. I'll um, yeah, we'll 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 see we'll s- see what happens. <laughs> so, so,
0: all right. Well, I'll tell you yeah. and everybody else what I always do: go fast, take chances, and, and have fun. Right?
1: Yep, that's it.
0: All right. Thanks for the chat, Jared.
1: Yep. Cheers, Randy.
0: All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye.
1: See ya.